attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about this year's winner of the Matthew McConaughey Must Go Shirtless Award are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Zac Efron? Get that award. Let's all go shirtless right now, gentlemen. Let's I think you start should uh, go what? first. No. <laughs> yeah, I think you would win. It's gentlemen, go shirtless. Oh, gentlemen, shirtless. Uh, all right, Zach. Yet if you are Zach Efron, <laughs> you want to be shirtless. Right? You're showing it off. He's showing it off. Well, it's just like ripped. having a special skill. Some people can tap dance, and some can go shirtless. Even my painted-on abs have painted-on abs. That's how out of shape I am. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen, no time to talk about apps, Bart. Oh, okay. we got a lot of show to get to oh, because right. there is uh, much to discuss. Welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Yes, sir, we're a regular Sears and Roebuck. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. Ooh. You can expect that in the next hour of show uh, as we uh, broadcast from... Oh, no. <laughs> I almost noticed that immediately. Of our studio. And I was in a different place. Probably you were more comfortable. Yes, exactly. Than in our usual studio. <laughs> and a better smell. We are instead across the town at the Airtel Plaza Hotel in Los Angeles, broadcasting from the floor of Wheatonopolis. Yay! Woo! With live audience. Uh, the first ever fan convention for all things Joss Whedon. We've brought this up on the show. Uh, Buffy, Angel, Firefly, Avengers, Dollhouse, you name it. Uh, it is getting love down here as the fans are out. Um, and because we bring you a new show every week, we just, you know, we're not going to stop just because we're on the road here doing a bunch of things. We had the superhero roast last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are going to bring you another show. Absolutely. Oh, Paul, real quick. I spent all my money on uh, Buffy t-shirts and mood rings, so I don't have any cash on me for the show. Worry not, Bart. This show yes? is free. Oh, well, we're in luck then. Oh. So wherever close. you find us out there in the world, uh, no charge. And we encourage you to follow us on social media as well, at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free. And please get interactive. Basically, just search the movie guys on Yahoo, Google, or Bing! Bing! That's right. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. I get that. I understood that reference. <laughs> Thank you. Bart Caius. <laughs> Ooh, sarcasm. How original. And Karen Volpe. What a crazy random happenstance. Now, it's a special show on the road, so it's a special guest situation as we're bringing someone here who's worked in the Whedonverse. Oh. Woohoo. I did mm-hmm. some extra work, but that doesn't count. So we got a real guest here <laughs> um, who's had a long acting career, appeared on a two-parter series of Dollhouse, as well as when he was a child, he was in A Christmas Story, to nabbing a series regular on the TV series Titus, to also appearing in films like Transformers and Resident Evil Apocalypse, now making his directorial debut nice. with the film Restoration. It's Zach Ward, everybody! Hey, Zach Ward. Thank you. Thank you know, you Paul, guys. based on the list of that credits, I would actually qualify Zach as a working actor in Hollywood. Mm. Yeah. I think that officially puts him in working actor. Thank That's you. good. Unlike you or Karen. Yeah, thank you. You've earned Thank you, Barnes. You, you know, the roast is still going. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is great. Well, I'm at the table here. Yeah. You've busted 100 credits on IMDb, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I've done over 100 films. Wow. And he has the Uva Bowl Award for having worked with Uva Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know Which I'm going to have to get a story. Oh, we're going to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> an award. It's an award in and of itself, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the sur- Having Survived Award. Survived Uva, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so, let's see. First, before anything else, of course, movie previews. We have the live audience, so it's good to just lay out what our show is all about. For those of you new to the show cast, uh, come to us each week before you hit the movie theater. This is a movie preview show. 
So we've just seen the trailers, oh. kind of like you. So if you come to listen to our show, no spoilers, because we haven't seen everything and going to blab about uh, everything that it's about. Uh, and most of all, we're a comedy show. So we like to goof on everything, and that's uh, not going to be different this Unless week. Unless you don't laugh, and then we're, we're not a comedy show. We're not First supposed to be. Foremost, it's not supposed exactly. to be funny. <laughs> Journalists. Um, then so let's talk about this week's... Uh, entertainers. Oh, thank you, Bart. The, the disclaimer. <laughs> Clarify. Uh, what will we be goofing on this week specifically? Proof your kids will watch anything. The Angry Birds movie is coming up. <laughs> and then the real Angry Birds, Crow and Gosling in The Nice Guys. <laughs> but first up, Neighbors 2 here is going to join Valhalla, Hannibal, Mercury, and The Dark Knight, and Sourdough in Rising. We're never going to sell our house with a sorority living next door. What are we going to do? Maybe it's not that bad. Girls are usually quiet. <laughs> they don't really take hard drugs. And they're much smarter. <laughs> Oh no, I killed a girl. But I, did he? That's a comedy too, so. Really? You're going to have a hard time selling the house because a bunch of girls moved in next door? Well, that, that is a fantastic If I could get a point. listing of homes that just had that next door, I'd have a house by now. You know, you're right. The property value would go yeah. up if a bunch of sorority sisters yeah. in their underwear live next door. Oh, out this window, you're going to see a yeah. bunch of hot chicks. But unfortunately, out this window, you're going to see a bunch of hot chicks. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> who wants to live there? So you'll be man crushing on Ryan Gosling, no doubt. Uh, oh, absolutely. He's fast ascending my list of man crushes. Tom Cruise still holds number one oh, just good. because he's mega, See, mega, mega. I know you like Tom Cruise, but I, I don't consider that a man crush. Like, man, right, right. Yeah, Gosling. he's more of a god. He's more yeah. of an idol. Yeah. Yeah, man, yeah exactly. <laughs> he's more of a deity, in, uh, which I would worship. But Ryan Gosling is the person I want to be and I, w I strive to be. Uh -huh. Tom Cruise is completely unattainable, right? You can't be Jesus. In order to ingratiate yourself with Bart Zach, do you have a favorite Tom Cruise movie? There is no wrong answer, by the way. Just name a Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, it's Sunday morning and I'm hungover. So. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> You know who's not hungover on a Sunday morning? Tom Cruise. Thank you. Because he's got the power. And Jesus. <laughs> Jesus gets up early on Sunday. It's more than I do. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the nice guys. Um, Ryan gets to play a little against type, but I'm still going to want to be him. I like the fact that he's coming out with more and more comedy, and he's, and he's reaching out in that environment. And if you guys, do you guys see The Believer? No. Oh, no, that's the movie to put him on the map, though, but I hear it's oh hardcore, God. right? It's insane. So uh, for you in the audience, if you haven't seen The Believer, it's this movie where Ryan Gosling plays a young kid. He's like 17, 18. And he's a he's a Nazi skinhead. Nice. Oh, okay. oh wow! Oh yeah, I've seen the he's poster. Intense yeah. and terrifying, and, and ragingly anti-Semitic. Obviously, Nazi. Sure. And I don't want to tell you what the twist is to this to the movie, but it's a heartbreaker. Yeah. And he's a freaking genius. When he came out of that, that was like. I don't want to sound like a douche, but back in the day when he landed that, that was everybody in the industry is like, that's the new guy. Yeah, that's the yeah. guy. He's that's gonna. Cool. He, this is the guy who's gonna get an Oscar. Right? See, even as an anti-Semitic Nazi skinhead, I still want to be Ryan Gosling. <laughs> that's how good he is as an you know, actor. That's actually the only anti-Semitic Nazi skinhead you want to be because yeah. he, he brings a certain coolness to that. Yeah, I just even know. Rabbi would be like, you're a, d but you're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it was the Believer, right? That's the name of it. Oh, you're yeah, going to put her, uh, yeah. on my a, list. Karen has a growing list on our show of things she hasn't seen that have brought up here that would make her interested. Karen, put that below uh, the some cute dog movie, though. I don't know if that's... Uh, oh, I love stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Put, Give uh, me Nazis any day. Put it below Air Bud World Pop. Yeah, put it below <laughs> Air Bud. Well, you yeah, might need Air, Air Bud as a cleanser, yeah. as a palate <laughs> cleanser. Air Bud, golden receiver, then the believer. Yeah. Yeah. Air Bud never did go full Nazi. If they, yeah, if they made an Air Bud Nazi movie, I would definitely see Right? We could go to that together. Air Nazi. Oh, I got to think of a pun. I will have one by the end of the show. Oh, Hold on. 
So uh, uh, before we get into these movies again, because we'll, we'll also probably man crush on Seth Rogen, I do that. Um, like no, that we won't. We, I will. You will. Yeah. Uh, Zach, how's the con been treating you? Everybody's sweet. You know, that's the thing I love about cons is uh, people come together to do stuff that they like, and everybody's excited to be here, and they're usually really sweet, really kind, a little nerdy on occasion. Of course. Nerdy can be, but, but, you know, it can be That's hot. the joy. Like, for me, I spend my life acting. I've done it since I was 10 years old, so I play a role on set. So when I come to cons, I don't dress up. Right, yeah. but I, and I I love I love watching the guys like some some people have amazing costumes, and there's always that one dude who takes his stuff way too seriously, and is carrying a lightsaber, and you're like yeah it's a cool lightsaber bro, and you got a nice Jedi outfit, and then he looks startled for a second, <laughs> and then runs off to save someone. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, it's, it's not a real sword, dum dum. It's made of plastic. Now wait a minute, didn't you see Captain America here? Yeah. Okay. So yesterday I saw Captain America. Uh, it was a dude in a spandex Captain America outfit. Close and, enough. That counts. And uh, he was not wearing any underwear. So um, <laughs> on the inside or outside? Uh, no, at all. So that's the wow. thing. Is like the uh, the mouse was out of the house, um, <laughs> and spandex does not leave a lot to the imagination. I was like, wow, that's that's a image I didn't need to have. That's a brave choice for Captain America. America, yeah. Makes it a little easier to take some circumcised. That's the thing. That's the thing. They go bravely into that breach, unapologetic. Here's me. Boom. Captain Here's me. And they're having a blast doing it. Yeah. But you did a t- you did a panel a couple already, right? Yeah, you did one did for it. the Terror. Uh, yeah, the Terror of Halloween. It's uh it's actually a really cool movie. The movie hasn't come out yet, guys. But uh, I wrote this film. Um, the film is uh, uh, direct directed and produced by a company called Illusion Industries. And Illusion. They stepped back. They're a practical effects company. They have three Academy Awards. They did Bram Stoker's Dracula. They did oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Nice. They did Benjamin Buttons. They did Passions of the Christ. Um, and I've known those guys for like 14 years now. And I work, used to work as an in-house producer uh, with them. And then I wrote this movie for them. Uh, they, the owner of the company is a friend of mine, and he hired me to write the script. And uh, it's like Pan's Labyrinth meets Dazed and Confused. It's a dark fairy tale, and it is freaking... It's freaking sexy, man. I am, I am <laughs> sold on that I, mashup that you just described. I'm so, Way sold. <laughs> I'm so curious because obviously there's going to be a ton of special effects then. Yeah, but uh, yes. And uh, in the world of special effects, I still am, uh, um, I go for the classics. I like the practical. Me too. That's cool. Because it's sculpting. Thing. It's an art. It's, a, it's somebody put their hands in there's it, you know? But there's also something beyond that. Is like There's these movies that are from the 1950s and they're claymation stop animo- animation films. And, and you look at them. Uh, like Sinbad and the Seven Voyages, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you look at them and you go, huh, look at that claymation, and then you're back in. Whereas yeah. you look at a movie that's all CGI, and two weeks after it comes out, you're like, oh, that's kind of crappy. And it disconnects yeah, you right. as an audience. Yeah. Because the actor is actually interacting with the ah, giant monster thing that's in the scene, as opposed to the CGI. Whatever it is, and I'm not saying all CGI is bad. CGI no. is fantastic. I did, at points. I always say pick your fake. You're gonna know it's fake no matter what. Right. Just pick your fake. Yeah. Which fake do you want? I want a guy in a suit. That's yeah. my fake. Well, that, yeah, yeah. ladies do like men's and men in suits. Yeah. <laughs> I want a guy Captain in a suit. Like Civil War, yeah. uh, uncircumcised. That's yeah. right. That's what I need. <laughs> Which is accurate to the character. I believe Steve Rogers is on. So he That's was. Right. That would be he was pretty yeah. accurate about that. Well, well called. But you He's did super mention sold. the word uh, sexy. So will you be shirtless? Oh yeah, I'm shirtless underneath my shirt right now. Whoa. Somebody Think, came to play. Thinking about it right now. <laughs> it, I, I wrote the film and it comes out. Uh, they're in post right now and um, it's going to be coming out later on this year, I think. But did, uh, did you guys see the Krampus? 
Oh, oh, I didn't get a chance to. Right, I sucks. saw Krampus. But Does it? Ah, we had to put our Krampus in a home. Like he wasn't treat. doing well. Trick or treat was better. Yeah. Krampus didn't have any gonads to decide where it wanted to go. Uh, gotcha. Uh, everybody heard of Deadpool in this room? Yes. yes. Okay. Highest grossing R-rated film in history. Mm-hmm. We had and the, then up yeah. to date, the highest grossing Marvel film. And But they're making R-rated movies. And DC just greenlit a... R-rated Batman animated film, The Killing Joke, and no, I am oh, not yeah. kidding. The animated one, yeah, yes. yeah with dude, Mark Hamill. It's R-rated, and what yeah. they've realized is that you guys are all adults, and you're okay with someone says a curse word. You're not gonna cry and run home and weep underneath your bed. So the uh, the studios are realizing that uh, they don't have to worry about the general the G rating BS. And that's why Krampus didn't work, is because it wasn't an R-rated horror film. Oh, it was And it wasn't PG-13. a Christmas movie. It yeah. wasn't for kids yeah. and wasn't for yeah. adults. It, yeah. It was yeah, a because twisted fairy tale. It's going to land in the middle. You said it, though. It didn't have the balls to be what it was. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with a lot of movies. Like, just yeah. be what you're, you know, yeah. don't try and be all things to all people. That's usually where people get really critical of a movie. It's like, you're trying to split the difference. Right. Mm-hmm. Be uncircumcised <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> uncircumcised Captain America. That's We've all learned something from him. <laughs> and I didn't realize it when I saw him. But Juliet Landau is also in the terror, correct? She is, yeah. Yeah, oh, she's one awesome. of the guest of honors oh, cool. here. Yeah. At, uh, so this whole Whedonverse coming together for even new projects. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And Doug Jones is in it. Is he oh, really? I love oh, Doug we Jones. love Doug Jones. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't he the best? Has anyone been hugged by Doug Jones? It yeah, is the right? Best. It's the greatest <laughs> hugger. I love that you man so home, much. Hug, stroke. Guys, work on that. Have Fantastic. I met him in Caressed, for the first time fondled, stroked by Doug Jones. All of us. Comic-Con. Uh, over at San Diego, and he and I have mutual friends in 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 uh, common. Mutual. Thank you. Uh, and uh, so we're at this party, and I finally get introduced to Doug, and he's like, "Zach, it's so nice to meet you. I've heard so many great things about you. May I touch your face?" <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And, and it's not it's not like pat, pat, yeah, pat, pat. he touches it. It's just it. like. <laughs> you would think he's blind. You think yeah. Doug Jones is blind the way he touches your like, face. Oh, Who is this? In public, <laughs> and it's, it's still long there. <laughs> okay. That was a little uncomfortable right now. And he has these huge long fingers, yeah. Yeah. so it goes all the way from the top to the bottom of your head. He's made bank with those I, fingers. Yeah. I got my picture with him yesterday, and, and, and Bart took it, and he took four pictures in a row as you do. Just saying, pick your favorite. In each one, Doug's hands are here, and then here, and then touching me, and one where he's touching my eye. It's hilarious. It just keeps moving him around. He's the sweetest guy. Oh, movie guys. Oh. Oh. He's He's the the best. best. We love him. All right. So, hey, so if you didn't make it down to this con and you're listening to it, stick around. Next year, there'll be another one. Get on it. Because also, it's one of the more affordable cons, wouldn't you say, for like a three-day thing? Oh, yeah. It's pretty affordable. So, uh, and uh, we hope to be back as well. But let's get on to our movies. Uh, We have three to talk about, as I mentioned before. First up. Ain't Broke, Don't Fix It, in association with more of the same productions, brings you, and it's pretty much the same movie presentation of Neighbors 2. Adam, let's talk about it. Now, if you're thinking this is the sequel to the movie Neighbors, you're right. Unless you're thinking this is a sequel to the movie (laughs) Neighbors, in which case you're wrong. You see that one had John Belushi, and uh, the other had not. 30 years ago, yeah, that's good. Good. Actually, you may be thinking of the film by its international title, Neighbors. Or you see, that's Neighbors, O-U-R-S. That's totally different. That's a different 
title in Britain. And one of the uh, only sorority girl movies franchises not to be produced by Joe Francis. <laughs> this is the continuing adventures of Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne's attempt to raise a family who keep ending up next door to hard partying college students. Who make me feel old because Seth Rogen is now playing the adult yeah, that God. must stop all these kids from fighting for their right to party. <laughs> I personally look forward to Neighbors 3, where after a frat and then a sorority, they end up having a transgender halfway house move in next door. Hilarity. Did you ever wonder what would happen if a bunch of girls pulled an old school and started their own sorority and then moved in next door to a stodgy couple? Well, this movie did. And thank God, because what ensues can only be hilarity. Do I know my movies or do I know my movies? Go ahead. Prove me wrong. Tell me hilarity doesn't, doesn't ensue. Does it ensue? I understand that there's no I in sorority. There's two, actually. There's actually there's just one. No, that's a Y. No in the middle. That's an O. S-O-R-O-I-T-I-T-Y. Sorority? That's how you spell it. You think the titty is silent? <laughs> they told you. Hilarity ensued. That's ensuance right there. I heard it. The college students are trouble, so Rogan and Burns sell the house to get away from the situation. However, the house is held in escrow, forcing them to be neighbors with a bunch of millennials they'd rather not be around. So the real enemy here is... The realtor. <laughs> I just want to chime in for my pet cause here and say that this is another missed opportunity to title this film Neighbors 2 T-O-O, because technically there are more neighbors as well. <laughs> they went into the sorority rising as a subtitle, though. So how did they come around to that? Well, it's easy, Paul. You bat around subtitles till one sticks, like Neighbors 2 The New Batch. Neighbors 2 The Squeakle? Neighbors 2 Cruise Control. Jason Takes Manhattan. Ooh, the legends of, Legend of Curly's Gold. The Secret of the Ooze. Ah, Secret of the Ooze. There's your title right there. Well, actually, as I said, they went with Sorority Rising. Uh, uh. Well, there's another missed opportunity. But the real star of this movie is Ike Barinholtz, oh, who yeah. follows his string of hilarious appearances and sisters in the mini-project to once again steal the show and look good doing it because he's not only funny, but he's also a good father. Uh, Paul, that ought to be enough. Uh, cut that out of the show, but play that for him to tell him we said that when I ask him to be on the show next week. Outstanding. Okay. Thank you, Adam. So that's the Well, I'm sold. Looks like a lot of have what, fun what did going it, on. Two? <laughs> it was the two. <laughs> Not the also, but the two. Not the also. Not only am I shocked that Rogan plays an adult now that he's <laughs> moved on to adult, but uh, Chloe Grace Moritz is in college. Yes, no. but they're doing Hit that thing where they, they cast somebody who's not yeah. really the same age, right? Like, I think that when you when you were talking about Ryan Gosling playing a 17-year-old, what makes him such a good actor is that he was 32 when he did that. <laughs> Just like Grease. So, yeah. Uh, so Chloe's actually uh, playing above well, Grease. Hold on, man. I, I bet you Tom's going to be upset if he hears about this. Well, please don't tell him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I would say Chloe is between 18 and 23. We're college yeah. years, right? Is she? Yeah. Well, she a hit girl. She was young. Yeah. I think so. I know. That's I am why I thought you would be in college yet. Yeah. A little surprised, maybe not so much, because the, the the Hangover franchise proved that you can make literally the same movie, uh, and you should about three times. Yeah, because there's still money on the table, right? So what are we going to not make another one of these? This is my co complaint about Die Hard. You're going to take your well, Die Hard movie and hard. take it out of a confined space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <What's the> point. <laughs> what am I going to do with your Die Hard movie that's all over America? <laughs> well, no. We haven't we haven't seen him in a closet yet. Yeah. <laughs> Go smaller with the space. Burger King after hours. <laughs> yeah. Now that would be a great analogy. Die Hard in the closet. Like you know, it's it's time, Bruce. Just I, th just come I think out. that's been done by that guy who killed himself. I was masturbating. That actor. David Jesus. Carradine. Yeah. 
God rest his soul. So there's a turn for the show. I'm so pissed that I just answered that. Well, because that's what's I sad. wish he wasn't known as the guy who I know. did that. You, you mean the guy from Kung Fu and the guy that wrote the okay. I was just going to say the, the thing that... In, uh, me, what was it? Uh, mean Streets, the Scorsese movie that he did before Taxi. Oh, uh, Boxcar Bertha. No, before that. That's the Scorsese movie. Um, oh, the Mama one? No, Throw Mama from the Train? Mean Streets or... Never, I, I heard the word Mama. That's all there I got. was a Scorsese yeah, one. Actually, big big Bloody Mama. David Carradine was actually on Titus. Oh, oh cool. wow. was he? Yeah, yeah. So, I, and his uh, Stacy Keach is married to, uh, oh, married into the Carradine family. So oh. the entire Carradine tribe would show up on set. And watch oh, the show. wow! The long yeah. riders. The long riders. There you go. There's Yay! another one. That's a good one. Please that, just shout out from the audience anytime you feel. Yes. Like that. That's please Help do. Us. That's feel the free. movie that's all brothers, right? Keach brothers, yeah. Carradine yeah. brothers. Who else? Quaid brothers. Yes. Man, I never saw that movie. How did I not see a movie with all those brothers? <laughs> the North and the South. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going over other David Carradine's. All right, next up, uh, we're going <laughs> to take a 180 from uh, Neighbors 2. Uh, before we start, I just want you to know that Ike Barinholtz is in uh, Neighbors and Angry Birds. I know. it's like He's in Angry Birds? Yeah, he's a voice in Angry Birds. You Isn't know, that crazy? All this happened after Ike was on our show. I Coincidence? Know. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Next, you're going to be serving Ike and Ike at the uh, <laughs> theater. Ike David Carradine was in Mean Streets. Oh, yeah? Really? Zach has just uh, interneted yeah, that. Oh. Thank you, Zach. GTS, his, man. Uh, skeletal you know, his daughter, though, David was very nice. He was a uh, dry, sober, drunk, but his daughter is shockingly hot. Oh, oh ever? Is that her Like, mm-hmm. stupid hot. Is that who I'm thinking <laughs> of? And then makes you go, <laughs> By the way, I don't know if I... I Talk about Long Rider. I'm sorry. Oh! We're, oh. By the way, we're, I don't—I hate to get us off on the carotene here, but that I, I was did work on a movie that Paul actually was supposed to. I ended up being a, a, a video village or whatever a movie shot in Indiana, and uh, the first night there, he took the whole crew out for a drink. He wasn't drinking; he was uh, having non-alcoholic beer, and a local tried to start a fight with him. <laughs> Not <laughs> in that a good very idea. classic Midwest. Hey, kung fu! <laughs> you think you're kung fu? And he was taking money out and throwing. It. He goes, "You think you're rich? I got money!" And he threw it right in front of a bunch of pretty. Uh, we were not making much money on it. I just, I just stood there while everyone was hauling the sky away. We were staring at that money. And we we're going, "That money is ours," because that guy's <laughs> out in the alley now, being beat up by the bartender for stopping us from drinking the rest of the shoot. This was the first night. Amazing! Anyway. Wow. <laughs> hey, kung fu! Actually, that's the best way to start any fight with anything. <laughs> Kung Fu! You think you're Kung Fu, Kung Fu? <laughs> you think you're Kung Fu, Kung Fu? I'm going to go start a fight with uh, circumcised, uncircumcised Captain America. Yeah. Let's, let's change history and, not, and, and let's, let's take away the, uh, the erotic asphyxiation and just say he's walking to Earth, right? There yeah. we go. Yeah. Where is Carradine? He's just walking like the Earth. Kung Fu. Good call. All right, well, let's uh, take a 180 from Neighbors okay. 2. Based on the popular smartphone game, Angry Birds, <laughs> where birds fly into walls, or if you grew up in the country next to the woods with highly reflective windows, based on that. Now, this follows in the footsteps of other game adaptations like Battleship, which was based on, well, Battleship, uh, or World Trade Center, which was actually based on Jenga. Oh, Jesus. Let's just start this one. It will always be too soon, will it not? For for the record, I don't support bombing World Trade Centers. That's a funny joke, though. (laughs) Said like the author. It does make you a better person. That's a good call. Show me a picture of your cat. Hey, there's a new comedy coming out that stars Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader, and Keegan-Michael Key. You want to see it? I do. Congratulations. You just bought a ticket to the Angry Birds movie. uh, Great. I can't wait until my kid is running around the house quoting this movie. And I just got Madagascar 3 out of my head. Afro circus, Afro circus, Afro, poke it up, poke it up, poke it up, Afro. 
<laughs> I do like that. I do. Yeah, actually, that wasn't that bad. Now that I think about better. it, yeah. that would be a great That's thing to up. wake up to. You know how you have those alarm that clocks and you alarm. can record? <laughs> I would wake up to standing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I dare you to forget this once you hear it. You can't sing that one, though, at least. Angry Birds. Hey, are you tired of watching them on your phone? Well, now they have their own movie that you can illegally download and watch on your phone. (laughs) You know the old saying, don't let a pig in the hen house? No? No. No. Well, that's not how the saying goes. Well, listen, don't tell this movie that because the writers of this movie are convinced that pigs and birds are sworn enemies. Well, we've watched all four trailers for this movie, and we still can't figure out what the hell it's going on. But... Because it's about animals, I'm guessing that it has something that puts someone or something in danger, and as a result, they have to go They have to go to the city, because that's where all animals have to go whenever they have to save something or someone, right? The city. Oh, and uh, maybe they band together, or, oh, maybe that one bird that everyone thought wasn't any good at anything ends up being really good at the one thing that saves the day? I you think, sound like you're in development. Yeah, I'm going to get this. I got this. Yeah. It kind of looks like the pigs are stealing the birds' eggs. Oh, okay. And in a move uh, counter to what birds are all about, they forego flying uh, <laughs> over to the pig land to battle them and instead hurl themselves at their enemies with giant slingshots. I'm so glad we finally get the Angry Birds' backstories because I never knew how all the individual ghosts and Pac-Man suffered through their childhoods. And that has left a lasting mark on my childhood psyche. My pet theory is that the Angry Birds have simply ridden on a Los Angeles bus. <laughs> However, I'm not too sure this is a child's movie. I mean, it is called Angry Birds, and I, but I think they may have taken that a little too far. Paul, play a clip. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> okay, that, uh, that, that, was, that was incorrect. Actually, uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis, who lends his special brand of non-distinguishable acting to this movie, as he voices the main bird, Red. Here's a clip of Red. I'm the guy who can get it for you. Cigarettes, a bag of reefer, if that's your thing. A bottle of brandy to celebrate your kid's high school graduation. Damn near anything within reason. Doesn't sound that angry. He sounds reasonable, doesn't he? I think that's the wrong Red. Sudeikis will be fine, but this is a missed opportunity to cast Bob Odenkirk. Idiots! You're senior jackasses! Shut up, honey! I have to live with this now! You have to support me! You suck and you're wasting my time! (laughs) The success of this movie could finally see the release of other movies based on apps that have been in the can for some time. Hmm. I'm gonna give you guys an exclusive look at these films which have been languishing in distributed hell for some time. Movie Guys exclusive! Just for you, this is exciting. For example, there's a LinkedIn movie that came out where uh, corporate types can get to know each other. Here's a quick clip of that, uh, that we think we have that clip finally. Hi, Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. Hi, that was Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. He was damn glad to meet you. See, it's about networking. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Networking. Also, if Angry Birds goes well, we should get a look, finally, at the Words with Friends movie. Paul, play a clip. Nomenclature. Ambassador Jumpsuit Landmark. Hoodwink Scatterbark. Hasty landmine. <laughs> Sounds trippy. So dumb. Nobody knows Schizopolis. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Nobody. the most popular app out there will get its own movie as Google Maps, the movie, oh, finds oh. its way to cinemas, hopefully soon. Here's a dramatic clip of that film. 
You going over a bridge. You going over a bridge. Uh huh. You going over a bridge. You going on over a bridge. You going on over a bridge. Down by uh. Wait up. Let me finish. Okay. We can sing together, but we can't talk together. <laughs> you going on over a bridge. Okay. When you go over that bridge, bam, you come to another light. <laughs> That's the greatest viral video of all time we've ever seen. Look before, before that was, up. You before there was YouTube, to. that got passed around on VHS. It's this guy named Larry Williams who gives directions for 20 minutes. you got to look and it up on YouTube. you can't follow him to save your life. Oh, my God. And the punchline is, at the very end of that clip, he goes... How long you been? How you live here? Oh, I Six just moved here. I just Six moved months. <laughs> now, films oh like this set themselves up for trouble. I mean, I can see the reviews now. This looks terrible. I'd like to launch this movie into a building. <laughs> but yet, this film is written by John Vitti. Wait, wait, wait. You mean The Simpsons writer, John Vitti? Producer of The Larry Sanders Show, John Vitti? Worked on King of the Hill in Office, John Vitti? That's him. Well, that's certainly a plus. Who's writing the Candy Crush romantic comedy? Albert Brooks? Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. If you haven't seen Schizopolis, go see Schizopolis. It's uh, it's Steven Soderbergh's one of his earlier. Yeah, 1996. Yeah, right before Out of Sight. It's just, it's just this nuts ball movie, and there's two people that speak entirely in nouns. Yeah, he was beef diaper. <laughs> Beef diaper. Nose army. Yeah. Nose army. Yeah. He was very bad. Very. Did you guys hear that uh, uh, Missile Command and Centipede are being made in the films? I did hear that. Uh, Centipede. I'm not kidding. Well, Missile Command. That's already been made. There's a lot of movies that could be called Missile Command, but Centipede. Did did anybody see? Anybody see Pixels? I did. Yeah. Oh my god. I tried not to. Oh my god, it was painful. Mm. I mean, please stop. I heard. I mean, uh, when when the gang up is that. Much I didn't go. I mean, I, I should have probably just because I'm a movie guy. But when Even if Angry I mean, Birds everybody is funny, could you actually be like, "Hey, dude, what you do last night?" Well, you don't want to check out Angry Birds. Yeah, <laughs> you'll lose all your friends. <laughs> all right, I would rather say I watched porn for six hours and go. I don't Angry That's Birds. respectable. Did anyone right. here ever play? Does anybody actually play Angry Birds? I've never. Played I have it no now. idea what it's about. I have. Did you? So is it fun? This is what yeah, I'm wrestling sure. with now. I have I have the free app. So do I spend my money on the upgrade to I get more games? Or go see the movie. That's what oh, I'm struggling. Yeah. Wow. Well, have or, we, or neither. I think the acting's better than that. That's where I've been. That's where I've been for two, three yeah. years. It so, is yeah. hilarious that they have to make some plot about a movie that is about launching birds at things. Well, and they it's need like to you've got to create a plot and you got to make them angry. They have to explain why the pigs and the birds. I mean, come on. Yeah. Pigs and birds? Pigs uh, and the yeah, birds. I, uh, yeah, the, the My why? parents once yeah. tried to explain the pigs and the birds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite understand it. But. I learned about that down in West Hollywood. <laughs> oh, did you? Did they I teach you the, the pigs, pigs and the birds? And the birds. <laughs> that was the gerbils and the chickens. I think it's a 1960s <laughs> oh. thing from England, actually. The pigs <laughs> and the birds. But, you know, I guess, uh, that, that you know, we goofed on the idea that all this great comedy talent is doing this instead of a real movie together. Well, not, not real, but, you know, like a live action comedy together. But, yeah. you know, if you put you those in people underwear. in a movie, I'd go see it. So, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I should. I don't know. But, you know, you can work in your underwear if you're doing voices for this. You know, show up. And don't do your hair. You yeah, it's more underwear no, acting. You have to wear pants. You do? Yeah. You've done voiceover? What have you done? Uh, I did a lot of video games. Oh, that's um, right. I did uh, Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. And I nice. Played, <laughs> I don't know if I can do the voice now, but I play Alpha. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the big badass in the thing. And, I, you know, I'm a freaking midget. So, um, and then I do, uh, I play, I did the game, uh, the new Tomb Raider Legacy, Tomb Raider Rising. Rising. Right. Everything's got to rise. <laughs> Which they're also Tomb Raider, Curly's Gold. No, 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 it is the reboot. The one that I did is a brand new Tomb Raider video game. It's 
freaking epic. It's the new one, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, do, I did all the motion capture and, and the performance capture. And, oh, they yeah, dot you up. They put balls all over you. What's that? They put uh, you wear yeah, one of the suits. The yeah, they put balls really all over. Cool. They put balls you put on you. Again, different movie. Different movie with the word rising in the title. You but wear, yeah. uh, spent, put you the balls all over you. Outfits on with these like these little glowing balls that are velcroed to it, and then you actually have these. Uh, you have this rigging on your head that's got like two cameras there that's tracking. All your so they can, movements. yeah. And then you're you've got like 300 dots on your face at a special reflective value, and there's literally about 800 cameras in the room that use wow. special type of infrared. So then the cool thing is, you know, you're moving around. You guys have all seen this. You move your arms, and later on, your, your character will move their arms, whatever. So you, that's your avatar. Well, at one point, the woman who's playing, um, uh, what's her name? Tomb Raider. Oh, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. Look. She left. Her middle and name I was is talking to all the guys who were in computers. I'm like, you know, this is kind of a big deal. I'm a big, I had a big crush on Lara Croft when I was a kid because <laughs> I was creepy like that. And uh, they actually transferred my avatar to hers. So I was actually Lara Croft. Uh, oh, no. So was, of course, I spanked my own bottom. Of course, yeah. <laughs> did. Did they give you a video I got to be Lara Croft. And I was like, I kind of like this. This is hot. Oh, nice. I get the whole transgender dressing up thing. I just I'm, don't have the physique for it. Hey, I'm that's a, the next thing for transgender. Yeah. Digital. Just boom. Just switch it over. Just switch it over. There we go. Do I'm not a big sexy. fan of the mo <laughs> mo cap. Is that what we're calling it these days? It's Kids because I, I kind of long for the days when when people would go to the commissary at NBC in costume and they would be a cowboy and an Indian <laughs> right. and a space cadet. And now it's just a bunch of guys in green leotards with ping pong balls all all over them sitting and having lunch. At Can you commissary? imagine that room? Yeah, at the commissary. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a picture from 2016. All the actors and they're just wearing unitards. Yeah. <laughs> they're in those morph suits. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to our final movie here from Shane Black, the writer and director of Iron Man 3 and the writer of Lethal Weapon, The Last Boy Scout, The Last Action Hero, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang comes. Well, if that's not enough action pedigree for you, then you just go enjoy your gardening this weekend. <laughs> it's the nice guys. Karen, let's talk about it. Here we go. Ladies and Bart, get ready to crush hard because it's Ryan Gosling and yeah, Russell Crowe yeah. in this 1970s crime drama about a P.I. and hired muscle who set out to find a missing girl in what I'm insisting is a Big Lebowski-inspired crime drama. Keep listening and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling in a movie? Together? Let me guess. This is being released in Europe under, under the title Bear Meets Twink. Jack... <laughs> Jackson Healy, played by Russell Crowe, which really sounds like a firm that'll do your taxes. Seriously. <laughs> teams up with Ryan Gosling's Holland March. I'm a brother Seamus. Brother Seamus? Like an Irish monk? <laughs> Gosling's character is the private investigator, while Russell Crowe plays an enforcer for hire. The two of them stumble in each other's lives after one or both of them are hired by Kim Bassinger to find her daughter. I work for the Department of Justice. My daughter, Amelia, is in danger. Please, find her, protect her. The Knutchens, uh, it's a wandering daughter job. And what starts These out are as Lebowski a, quotes, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and what starts out as a rather simple missing persons case soon spirals into dangerous hilarity and hijinks. Why? Well, because nothing is ever as simple as it seems, and this missing persons case also involves the apparent suicide of a fading porn star. And the dispatcher says there's something wrong with Dinah Carver. Yeah, come on in. I'm not really sure exactly what's really wrong with the cable. That's why they sent me. I am an expert. <laughs> 
Peter Stormer, they're really doing a Tommy Wiseau impersonation, <laughs> right? That's what that is. Shooting in L.A. is great, because somehow you don't have to dress it up for a movie to make it take place in the 70s. <laughs> we can do this the easy way. No! We're currently doing it the easy way. Whatever happened to offering me 20 bucks? It's the recession. Okay, don't even get Ryan Gosling going on the recession. This is your basic mortgage bond. All right? The originals were simple. They were just okay, thousands of AAA mortgages bundled together, yeah. guaranteed by the One best script. This is one of those movies where as soon as you hear the music in the trailer, you know that you're in for a good time. I mean, listen, this is going to be fun, right? There's a couple of people I trust say you're pretty good at this. I want you to find Amelia. Now, that music could liven up any movie and make it an exciting adventure. Here, I'll prove it. American Sniper. Would you be surprised if I told you that the Navy has credited you with over 160 kills? I'm willing to meet my creator and ask for every shot that I took. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's Brilliant. Uh, next, here's a movie that I thought was grossly underseen last year. Steve Jobs. You should have all seen the movie. It's fantastic. And maybe you didn't because it didn't have this yeah. lively trailer exactly. that uh, could have gone something like this. What do you do? You're not an engineer. You're not a designer. What do you do? Musicians play their instruments. I play the orchestra. That's <laughs> and lastly, uh, here is uh, last year's multiple Oscar winner, The Revenant. Mm. What happened? We did what we had to do. Just having a blast. I would see that. Absolutely see that. (laughs) All right, so this film marks the first time Russell Crowe and Kim Bassinger have been on screen together since LA Confidential. Back in 1997, Crowe played a 1950s cop in that movie. Now, in 2016, he plays an enforcer in The Nice Guys, which is set in the 1970s. So, for him to play a contemporary role in the 21st century, Russell Crowe would have to be. Hang on. Dead. There you go. Let's, let's guys. And I think I can cut to the chase and say we're all in love with this movie already, right? Yeah, of course. I love the poster. I love the whole thing. I mean, Shane Black, uh, I mean, uh, the, he came out of the gates, of course, with Lethal Weapon, and I just kept following his career. I mean, Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight, very, very, very underrated, oh. a very funny movie. And then I was one of the only people in the theater when Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, because I'm like, he's writing and directing? So the, the fact that he's, like, really back, and he's so funny, and Iron Man 3 is amazing, of course, too. But uh, yeah, it's very exciting. That, it's good that he's in the Marvel. Just, it's good that he's just in the Marvel Cinematic ah, Universe. He doesn't yeah. have to do anything more for it again. But just that he's part of it. They made him a part of it again. One of the brilliant Marvel directorial choices. Of course, it's obvious it, in retrospect. All of them, all those choices. Not, I still go back to Ant Man. There's no way the guy who made the breakup should have made Ant Man that good. <laughs> but he did. He did. Peyton Reed made that movie awesome. And I think we're liking Russell Crowe for being a jerk now, right? We hated him for being a jerk, and now he's a jerk in real life. And we're like, hey, just put that into the movie. And Paul and I were talking about this. <laughs> last night is whether or not this is kind of his his comeback and whether or not you know he's doing doing this to kind of ingratiate himself as a result of being a jerk in real life i thought the movie the uh man with the iron fist the wu-tang mm-hmm. clan oh, yeah. that that steaming dog 
crap. No, I thought that was his comeback. <laughs> but I will say those those. Have you seen the little promos they do where they go to therapy with Melissa Roush? Oh, we'll not, really we'll well not get on that tangent. But anyway, they're really it, funny. It's hilarious. But if you watch those, I get the feeling that Ryan is really acting. And Russell really isn't, because he's just pissed about it, and it's working. <laughs> as long as it's authentic, then we, yeah, we, exactly. we benefit, right? That's all that matters. I kind of like the Russell Crowe that isn't in charge, though, because yeah. I like when he's the softer Russell Crowe, when he's like master well, he and commander. Good, keep him soft. puffy. And yes, I he's just, very puffy. I like that one, because he's more accessible. The one who's like, I'm a man. It's, ugh, who oh, cares? I don't but know, it, man. LA Confidential is so uh, good. No, no. But also, this so is good. one of those sort of comedy things where, you know, you could cast two known comedians if you're trying to make your comedy. But the, when you do it with these two guys and you're just finding the comedy, and you would never say Russell Crowe. Oh, comedy. Get Russell Crowe. But, like, yeah. because of he's the type of person with the sort of stature and grumpiness, like, it's just going to play really I well. Think I, think. I think that's it. I like the funny Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we can't go on and on uh, like we do back in the Admiral's Club. That's our studio. Uh, it's because it's close to the airport. But this is, uh, so we've got 15 minutes here. I'd like to stretch out to 20 if I possibly can, But because uh, I want to get ample time in with Zach Ward, Yay! everybody. Yay. Yay, me. Hey, hey, him. Thank you for my name being said out loud. <laughs> By the way, for the YouTube credits, could you just get us a couple shots of your cats? They're adorable. He's showed me cat shots before this, I think, for the credits. I for wouldn't this have show. predicted that. I mean, first of all, you're in great shape. You get the tough guy hat, you get the ripped jeans, and you're showing cat pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it was, I didn't want to adopt the little dudes, but like, uh, seriously, they were found in an alleyway by my girlfriend's neighbor, and they were literally the size of my glasses. They, weren't, they weren't as big as my phone. And they were so little, and there were three of them. And, uh, Who doesn't love kittens? Ah, dude, I feel so bad. And then we couldn't separate them because they'd be taken away from each other. And the sisters, my little girls, I mean, they lie on top of each other. Aww. I was showing him a video. They're lying in the <laughs> sun, nuzzling each other's heads. Like, <laughs> each other's it's, it's hilarious. It's awesome. They're little people. And I was like, damn it. And I'm now a big cat wuss. And now that's now everyone knows you. Now everyone knows you have a heart. Are you a parent? <laughs> No, so no, this is your parenting. Yeah, it's is. like us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dog. He has one eye, but yeah. yeah. That's our kid. That's a real rescue, though. Our dog was like a former show dog who just like oh, aren't was you fancy. I know. So it's like she retired and now is with us. It's like, that, they said, was, was she "Thank you for rescuing." Was her. your dog performing in a in a play of a Christmas story and shot his eye out? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. No, that guns. was a really horrible That's joke. Right. I leaned all the way over for their that. Their dog one. is missing an eye. Groanable. Thank you. But I mean, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous if we didn't talk about. Christmas story, of, of course. Because that, but how is it? Pretty amazing. That that's your first movie. Yeah, considering it's so iconic, you came out of the gate strong. Uh, actually, and beyond that, uh, what's even more interesting um, is that I was not the bully when I got the role. Oh. When I got uh, Scott Farkas was always Scott Farkas, but I auditioned on Pretty camera cool. and it was sent to uh, Bob Clark in California. Um, and then when I walked on set, I'd never met Bob Clark before, and then I never met Yano and I, who played Grover Dill. And uh, we walked up to Bob, and Bob was sitting down uh, reviewing stuff at Video Village where you look at the monitors of what's going on in the camera. And uh, the wardrobe mistress holds her hand over my head and like, here's your Scott Farkas, and here's your Grover Dale. And there's like <laughs> nine inches difference in height. And Bob looks up and goes, oh, oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, you get his lines, he gets yours. Great. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's Magic. and that you also understand is that uh, that's not something y'all do nowadays. Like that's a yeah. huge, that's a contract renegotiating, blah blah blah. Mm. 
back then, 1982-83, he's like, hey, you do that, you do that, fine. Um, <laughs> but because of that, like all the other characters were considered big enough that they had merchandising riders in their contracts. What that means is if you're going to be that character and you're in the movie, well, sign this, and it means I own all your merchandising rights. But your part is so small, I don't care. Is wow. what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, my part was so small, they didn't care. And then they switched it. And I kept all my rights. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Well played, Fantastic. good sir. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I sued the company NECA and won. And uh, I own wow. the uh, remaining uh, awesome. Scott Farkas action. Drinks on oh, Scott awesome. Farkas after the show. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a money payoff deal. Uh-huh. It was the right. Uh, I proved in a court of law that I own the right to my my likeness. Yeah, which sounds like a bizarre thing you have to prove. <laughs> this is my face. I own my face. It's totally my face. <laughs> it's with me it's all a, the time. No, I proved it. There's a judge. It's his face. I told you it's my face. <laughs> it's stupid, right? Uh, but I own all the act- remaining action figures. The rest of them were melted into a giant ball, and I have like over a thousand of them, and I use them to raise money for charity. Oh, well done. That's fantastic. That is your IMDb profile picture. You posing it is. with it's the. Me pi- going. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great story. He moved on from there. A few weeks ago, we had in our studio, we're very excited to get royalty in our studios. We had from the CW's reign, Megan Follows in oh, yeah. our studio. And, and then Megan. I look at yours. Uh, Megan Follows, Megan sorry. Follows. Yes, and I look at your uh, uh, IMDb, and you were in Anne of Green Gables. So I went back and I looked at that. That was you. Ah, what? Yeah. Cool. You too? Yeah, I was in. Uh, I, I did four of them. They were the movies. I played Moody Spurgeon. And uh, because I have naturally beautiful red hair, uh, when I was a kid, they had to actually dye it because, you know, Anne has red hair. Yeah. Um, oh. So I can't I have be upstaged. These, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm my character's like this kind of kid who like dips her hair in ink and so forth. And so I did four of those movies where I mean there's small parts. And I'm like 14 years old and 17 and 20 something and blah blah blah. But people love that freaking movie. Oh, yeah. And literally it's my role famous. is like, hello, Anne. I hope we're eating strawberries today. <laughs> <laughs> like stupid crap like that. And then you're like, well, good seeing you, Moody. Well, terio. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, that's all I do. Yeah. And uh, Japanese, uh, J- Japanese culture, I don't know why, but the Japanese love Anna Green Gables. And they go bat crap for it. And they're so excited. I'm like, thank you. That's very sweet of you. Have you seen the episode of the of New Girl where they watch uh, they get high and watch Anne of Green Gables? It's funny. It's right, right after we had uh, Megan on, oh, yeah. my roommate was watching uh, New Girl, and yeah, they, they get high and watch Anne of Green Gables. I think you might be in the shot. Wow. <laughs> so Megan Megan Fox is watching on the New Girl. Megan follows. Or Megan follows is in. But the, could we please get Megan Fox in studio? But <laughs> Megan Fox is on New Girl. Oh, okay. I see. She's oh, I see what you're saying. See? And the funny thing is, I did Transformers with Megan Fox. How meta! This all again. And meta. actually, her husband Brian Austin Green. I worked with on uh, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and then I put him in the movie I produced, Don't Blink. Oh. And Kevin Bacon. It was, yeah. <laughs> I get to Kevin Bacon there. You knew it was Kevin. It was in JFK with Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Exactly. I look forward. Exactly. I look forward. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen. Good luck. I look My forward to the movie so. we're all going to be casting that you're producing. This is exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. But speaking of movies you're making, now this is your, years later, uh, decades later, now you're directing. Well, you Man, started you young. It sound like you started I was young. Around for the last thirty. Years. <laughs> no, you weren't. But now, but this is finally your directorial debut. No, you've been uh, acting all this time. Yeah, yeah. This is my first feature film. I've yeah, so pretty cool. Restoration. Give us the once over. Uh, restoration. Um, a family moves into a new house. Oh, I love it already. A family. <laughs> uh, a husband and wife move to a new town. A Nazi She's dog. a. Shut up! I'm talking. <laughs> 
a husband and wife move into a new town, into a new house, and she's uh, a doctor doing a residency at the local hospital. Her husband is a general contractor, and they're fixing up the house. While they're tearing down all the walls, they break the diary. Musicians play the You are a Right, yeah. You went so, so dramatic, I had well, to bring it yeah. I know, it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> you, have, you have to let the moment sit sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, a supernatural thriller. And so it's a first is, feature that I've, uh, I wrote it, directed, produced, and acted in it. What do they find behind the wall? Is it, is that what it's a diary. Oh, okay. Of a little girl that's gotcha. been there for 30 years who disappeared. Oh. Yeah. And does she uh, haunt it? And uh, that's why you rent the movie. Uh, and yeah. okay. <laughs> well, does me, it take place? Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> does it take place? What part of the country? Uh, you know, here's the thing: is it's generic enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we shot it here in L.A. Oh, okay. but it could be any town, USA. Cool. Let's just call it Springfield. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's like 50 Springfields. Yeah. Because right that was just screaming New England. You know what? That's true, but uh, that's also flying over there, shooting it there, a, a whole different process, and uh, we didn't. No, that's cool. <laughs> I, I kind of like um, whenever things uh, are taken, like that idea with those haunted houses and stuff and having it updated by bringing it to California is kind of cool. Yeah, and I, that's the thing is like um, looking at the the what the science behind the idea of a soul because this always kills me so freddy krueger is a pedophile who rapes kids and then the local neighbors uh paul can we get that music (laughs) and and then throw him in a boiler and burn him to death and then he comes back to haunt the people because he's an angry spirit so the story okay so the thing is like if i kill you in a bad way like er, die then you're like i'm so angry that you killed me like that and then you come back as a ghost and then you go around Killing people who I don't understand why they wouldn't then come back as ghosts to hunt your ghost. Yeah, it's continuous exactly. cycle. So there's a lot yeah. of weird, stupid logic to this crap, and uh, that also gives you a lot of way to play with it. And I think it's like any world that you write, you stick to your own l- rules, and then yeah. the audience will come along. When you break those rules, that's when the audience goes meh, like Spider-Man Three. Yeah. 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 <laughs> here's here's a question yeah. about no rules because I saw I think on your IMDb. <clears throat> Sharknado, you're in uh, the, the upcoming one? Or? Heart of Sharkness. A Heart it's of the, Sharkness. Uh, Great titles. It's the mockumentary that we shot in oh, four okay. days. And it's all like uh, all improv. Hearts of Sharkness? Heart of Sharkness. Oh, like, remember God. Imitation uh, Heart of Darkness, Apocalypse Now? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a great title. Uh, now, if, if you say there's, there's rules to things. The, the fascinating thing, the best introduction, the first time I ever saw Sharknado was with a, a group at the at the Meltdown Comics, and the guy before it said, this is a movie that doesn't know you can't do that. I was so fascinated about that, that there that is a movie with just no rules. It just doesn't want to well, play about anything. Yeah, that movie is... Uh, but a suspense thriller, you can't quite do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and, and Asylum, they make uh, crap. So yeah. that's what they do. But For The new Corman, I guess. Profitable you crap, know. yeah. No, Corman was better. Well, that's uh, true. And actually, I don't know if it's profitable. Anymore. Oh no! They, yeah. they, they, too much garbage is garbage. I mm. thought by quant, by mere quantity, they yeah. must have been nope. making something. Nope. Back to restoration, though. Yeah. Yes. Oh wait, let me play a little bit. This is the beginning of the trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh great, honey. You're home, baby. These are our neighbors, uh, Harold and Francine Stone. Congratulations on the residency. It's a fantastic hospital. Yeah. I feel pretty lucky about it. I love love playing that part because Mm -hmm. even the trailer says it. Everything was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) The new house, they're in love, and then, of course, that's when they discover the... the I like that you find a diary instead of footage. 
I hate found footage because it's too new. There's nothing yeah. cryptic you know and, and actual, like, mysterious from, about a text message. My, my girlfriend's brother is a GC up in, uh, general contractor over in Seattle, and he was opening up a wall and he found a Ouija board. Oh, so, dude! I would oh, run screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That freaked me out too. <laughs> and I wanted to, I wanted to do something around that, but the movie Ouija came out, and then mm. Milton Bradley has now copyrighted the freaking name. And yeah. I wasn't going to go toe to toe with that megalith. So I did something else. But I just thought, oh, he found a freaking weed or yeah. the wall. That's <laughs> terrifying. No. Because eventually you're going to find VHS tapes and not have anything right. to play it on, so <laughs> it's never going to be a problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is a great found footage short. Found a laser found disc. Footage. No and, problem. I don't know. We don't have anything to play it on. <laughs> Do you have a beta <laughs> system? Do you have beta? <laughs> you got beta. Where can people find Restoration? Restoration is on uh, all video on demand. You can get it on iTunes right now. It drops on Amazon next month. It's on uh, DirecTV. Just go to the menu, search button, punch in the name. And here's the cool thing is we're getting really good reviews. Um, it's a beautifully shot film. I'm very proud of it. Uh, Emily O'Brien, Adrian Gaeta, they do a kick-ass job, and their, their performances are really good. Uh, one of my favorite reviews, though, and this is a true story, um, <clears throat> the person writes, Zach Ward is a hot ginger who should spend his time uh, taking off his clothes in order to distract us from his complete lack of acting ability. Oh, no. And now we know that, uh, I mean, I've seen me naked. It's not anything anybody needs. It's an improvement. That's my favorite review of all time. That's just awesome. So thank you. Buy that guy a beer or something. And I know it's a big fat dude in a basement going, shut up, Mom. I'm writing a review. I got ideas too, Mom. All right, well, listen, we got to wrap things up here. So we'll take it over to Karen for Karen's birthdays. This is her weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Take it away. All right, let's start off by wishing birthdays, oh, of course, to one of our guests here in the uh, studio. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. What's your name? What was your name again? Sarah. Sarah, everybody. Happy birthday to Sarah. Sarah's in good company because it's also Peter Mayhew's birthday. He turns 77. Mm -hmm. He can play anywhere from a giant to Chewbacca. As a matter of fact, on IMDb, he has 24 actor credits. And 14 of them are for Chewbacca in various forms. He was discovered while working as a hospital attendant at King's College Hospital in London when film producer Charles Schneer saw the photo and literally saw him standing above the rest of the crowd. He cast him in Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, which I looked at pictures of and it's... It's great, but it is a lot of guys in suits. Mm -hmm. Some interesting suits. And a year later, he was asked if he wanted to do another role. Mayhew was told it was for a big, hairy beast. And it was for Chewbacca. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a Hollywood production. (laughs) No, that would be for Big Hairy Bear. (laughs) Big Hairy Bear. He, would, he had the option of either playing Darth Vader or Chewbacca. Hmm. And so hmm. David Prowse did as well. And Mayhew chose Chewbacca because he wanted to be a hero. While Prowse chose Darth Vader because he wanted to be a villain. And smart because yes. I think the guy who actually dressed up as Vader got no love. Like on the opening yeah. night, oh. he, wasn't, he wasn't even on the list of guests to go. They wouldn't let him in. He's like, no, I'm the guy in the... Yes, Mr. Earl Jones, yeah, come on yeah. in. There you stand back. <laughs> now, how yeah. tall? This is my face. This is the problem he had. This is my face. He had to prove <laughs> to, to prove them it. that this is my face. How tall do you think he is? Uh, six, reading seven. over your shoulder, I'm going to guess. Don't no. guess. Uh, six, six seven is a guess right here. What? Six, six seven? seven? He is seven three. Yeah, that's wow. Damn. Yeah, that's six crazy, so. crazy. All right, Sarah, also on your birthday is the wonderful uh, star Erica Jordan turns 34. She's celebrating a birthday at the well. You may not know her. She can play anywhere from a respectable actress 
to a porn star. And what I found interesting Ooh. about her is Tomato, she, tomato, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> she is a prolific actress. She's done over 141 credits on IMDb. She has played anywhere from an actress to a glamour model, a sex columnist, and also in Sharknado 3, a NASA engineer. That's range. <laughs> but she She's played it topless, she, yes, which made it topless. believable for me. Uh, she was also a true detective. She played the part of an escort. But on all of these other credits, I wanted to read a couple of these to you, Bart, because I thought you'd want to write them down. Yes, hold on. Let me get a pen. Case she was in Baby duty. Baby Dolls Behind Bars in 3D. Got also, it. Seen it. Stacked Got Racks it. from Mars. Seen it. Sexy stacked Warriors. Racks. Seen it. Adam, she was in the Bikini Avengers. Oh, oh yes. Wow. That's, they've got the best costumes. <laughs> Topless beauties in a tight bind. I can't believe they tied me up. Uh, she was in Shameless. She played a mental patient. Boring. <laughs> And the sequel of Ticklish Nice Girls, Ooh. not the original. Oh, screw it. <laughs> and Never as good as the book. strippers from another world. <laughs> so get that out there. Four oh, breasts. And good news, Bart. Yeah. She's also going to be releasing Vixens from Venus later this year. Oh, my weekend is booked. <laughs> but also, I love when celebrities sing. Uh, that's true. Karen usually asks me oh, yes. what she likes. And I say... If you're like me, people are stopping you on the street all the time, and they say, can you tell me two interesting things about that, Karen Volpe? Yes, what do you say? And I say, well, first of all, she loves her men fluffy and, and funny, which is why she's married to Paul. <laughs> and two, she loves when celebrities sing. I do love when celebrities sing. So I was thinking of finding a little something here that you guys could relate to. So I am having a birthday on Thursday myself. So Ooh. I picked a little comedy song that my friends and I sing. And Paul actually made me pick a different part of it because the other part was so dirty. The cheese spot's just over there, a little to the left. Now back just a hair, and you're downtown. <laughs> Things will be great when you're downtown. All right, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together, Happy birthday, Sarah. We're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Karen Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, iTunes, Instagram, Google Plus, all that stuff. And thanks to Zach Ward, everybody. Yay. Check out Restoration. And any more con events here? Uh, not in the immediate future. I'm sure there'll be some coming up. But if people want to reach out and hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it's all total Zach Ward. And uh, you'll see the little verified button that's, you know, me, not some weird. So you've proved your face there so as we can, well. And we can go get action It's figures. my face. <laughs> I own my face. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to Pat, Pat Beach. Peach. We're back next week with the big Memorial Day films. That's X-Men Apocalypse and Alice Through the Looking Glass. Thanks to our live audience. Thank Happy you birthday, guys. Karen. Yay, thank you. Sarah, wonderful. Best rehearsal ever. All right. Let's get it together and do it for real. The action figures have yellow eyes? I know you didn't.